Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friend L Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Special Edition Dark Side of the Ring review season two finale uh you know i really have enjoyed these we should maybe think about doing season one because we didn't review any of the season ones we might have done like the first one uh yeah i don't remember no the first one was the macho man one the oh i don't remember i didn't see that one i thought there was there was one that i think i did see i don't think i watched most of those you, we saw the uh, we watched the Montreal Screwjob one. Yes, yes. I saw, so I saw that one. I saw the Bruiser Brody one's really good. I watched that. I did one. not see that one. And then I started I think, watching yeah. the one on on Gino. Ah, I think I saw some. Ma- of that. Yeah, I saw the Von Erichs one too. I think. Man, I don't know what I was doing. Anyways, um, so of course this is the episode about the tragic death of Owen Hart. Uh, it focused very much on his family, um, and this was obviously pretty tough to watch. You and I, I've told this story before, but for people who might not have heard it, um, obviously you and I were big wrestling fans uh, at the time when this was happening in 1999. Uh, you, me, and Jeff lived in an apartment together, and uh, my girlfriend at the time uh, had one of those uh, cable boxes, the illegal, you could just record whatever you want. Uh, those coppers will never tell me, uh, ask me, get that name out of me because I, she was, she was cool. Anyways. Um, so, uh, we got home, we were doing something, which was weird. Cause we never did anything, but we were out and about and we came back and, uh, got on back. Then you'd get on the AOL chat rooms to yep. find out what was going on at a That's given paper. Spoilers, yeah. And so uh, there was like the nor there was like the AOL created chat rooms, then there was like the user created chat rooms, and every single one of those was labeled "Owen is dead," and it was like, "What the hell?" And so we went in there, we're like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" And then like I immediately called uh, Amber. I was like, "Dude, give me that. T- I need that tape." And so uh, I went and got it from her. We popped it in, and sure enough, like we had seen this. Uh, and it was just, it was the most surreal, bizarre, crazy thing. And then, of course, we saw the subsequent uh, tribute uh, Raw show. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, this is one of those, you know, core wrestling memories has been burned into yep. our psyches. Uh, yep. So reliving it, reliving it didn't, 
it like just because we had seen it before, it didn't make it any less. It, 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 oh, the, the, I, I haven't seen anything from Over the Edge 99 since the day we watched that VHS tape 20 plus years ago. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching at the time and just being, it, it's it, the weight of what happened in the, in the, the, the immediate impact. Uh, was was just all over Jr. and especially Lawler's face. Yeah, never forget that. I'll um, always I'll always remember watching Jeff Jarrett's promo right afterwards, mm-hmm. and it was like what, this is off the rails right now. Yeah, it was crazy. I think so. In terms of takeaways, I've always been up until up until this documentary, I had been kind of on the fence about the decision of Vince McMahon to keep the show going. At this point, after having seen that, there's not a doubt in my mind that they effed up. They shouldn't. There's yeah. no chance they should have kept that show going. And I think, like the the main the main thing is simply, why in the world didn't the cops come in and shut it down? A guy fell to his death. There's a blood stain, and like part of the ring is broken, and they're still going. They're still doing this. This is it seemed like literally potentially a crime scene. Yeah. And yeah, the fact that been, they I mean, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say if, if for no other reason, and there's several reasons why you, you stop the show. But for no other reason, as you mentioned, it's potentially a crime scene. Uh, there's potential forensic evidence that could be altered, destroyed uh, by having the show continue. And uh, if you want to get a, a quality, thorough investigation, what happens, you shut the show down. Mm hmm. Um, that's just one reason. There's several others, mm-hmm. like like all the wrestlers backstage, all the agents, all the producers. That's someone they know, f- a friend of, who fell to their death from eighty something feet and died in front of all of them. And and you expect, you know, you you, 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 you see him point out Jeff Jarrett because he had to do a promo right afterwards, and he was really close with Owen. Owen was apparently really well liked backstage. Yeah, loved by I'm everybody. Sure, he yeah. was friends with a lot of people to make mm-hmm. all those guys and women go out there and perform after that just happened is awful. It's awful. You would need, you would have to suppose that there is a level of humanity in, in Vince, in how he views his business. And I think that's the, that that's the thing about Vince is that, you know, we've heard even just recently from like Luke Harper, that Vince McMahon, you can talk to him on a phone and and he, you know, appears human like, and, and, you know, he's like a normal person we've seen in the undertaker documentary, which who knows how much of that is like sort of, Vince fabricating something for emotions for the screen. I don't know, but even that emotion might come more from the business aspect of things. He, the the man has no humanity when it comes to the business aspect of wrestling. He doesn't, he there time and time again, it, it, he, he views wrestlers as, you know, uh, commodities basically. Mm -hmm. And, so, I mean, I, I think, and so what you're saying is, yes, absolutely. Out of respect for the people who know Owen, who love Owen, to expect them to go out there and you see this blood stain and the ring is all busted up and then they still have to do their jobs. That's horrible. That's horrible. It's, it's awful. It's awful. I mean, that to me would have to supersede. Another thing that really sort of, you you you, you know, you know I, we saw it happen. We've lived with it for 20 years, 20 plus years. But when JR and everybody's talking about this, when JR was describing uh, how Kevin Dunn relayed the information to JR, because JR was like, hey, we don't have an update. And he's like, hey, you need mm-hmm. to give the people an update. He's like, I don't have an update. Owen's dead and you're back in 10 seconds. 
Not only that, he said you're back and he started counting them down. He started counting them down, which is even more pressure. Yeah. The idea that that update came, could you imagine? I mean, that's one thing we didn't do. We weren't sitting there live during the Mm -hmm. pay-per-view. You know, we saw it on tape afterwards. Could you imagine sitting there live and that's how we get our update? Like, I mean, if you're going to have the show go on, okay, I guess. But then to have JR say, hey, we're going to update you, everybody. Owen's dead. That is the weirdest thing. Like, what a weird decision to make. Like, you wouldn't wait for a press conference afterwards. I know. Like, you wouldn't have Jr. say something or, like, "Hey, everybody, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna come give you. that update." You get Vince out there. Yeah. You get Vince out there. You put him in the ring. Put and you and you put a mic in his hand. You and and he's the one that delivers that news. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do it live on air, what you do is he comes out and says, "All right, we just had a tragic uh, thing happen here. Uh, sadly, Owen Hart has has." passed away um because of this we're gonna stop the show mm-hmm, yeah. this is what vince should have said we're gonna yeah. stop the show um you know there's there's an adage in show business the show must go on um however human human life supersedes that yeah uh therefore out of respect to owen his family all the men and women in the back um we're not gonna do that um and uh you know Safe travel back home, uh, everybody in the crowd. Yeah, you that's, what, you, that's yeah. what you should have done. Yeah, that's what you should have done. Yeah, yeah, I, have I agree with that. Kevin Dunn tell Jr. Oh, you got updated people. What's the update? He's dead. Ten, nine, eight. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's crazy. Like Jr. He's got to prepare himself emotionally. Like he hears that news, and to come up with an announcement, uh, uh, that that that, I mean, because like because he he, he he seems seemingly kind of apologizes for the way he made the announcement. And says, "Well, I had ten seconds to, to to think of something to say, and that's what I said, mm-hmm. um, because it's very matter of fact." Mm-hmm. His announcement saying uh, Owen Hart he fell to his death, um, and there's your update. Essentially, is what it was. And, and Lawler looks like he's on the verge of just cr- sobbing. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's that's one thing I'll I'll never forget. Also, and it's funny because like the network version of it is just a really weird edit. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they, they chop out all that stuff, but, and I haven't, I haven't really gone back and listened to like the details of like, okay, what was like three matches later? What was their demeanor? Like it probably was, I, I do like the one thing I remember is, uh, somebody bringing up. So I guess it was the next match. Jeff Jarrett, I think went on next mm-hmm. and somebody had mentioned like Jr. just trying to get back into the spirit of things. I think tried to mention because you know obviously back then king was big into talking about puppies his euphemism for for boobs and i think jr threw like gave through lawler like a softball to say something like that to get him back in the spirit and lawler just said yeah those puppies are something else like it was it was dark it was like messed up yeah, yeah. um let me ask you this all right. Because this is another sort of takeaway from the entire thing. Owen's family comes off amazing here. Um, Owen's wife, uh, widow, a doctor, um, they've raised, I think, uh, $4 million is what the number, the number that I heard. All right. Uh, for the Owen Hart Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, which then I found out was uh, uh, they uh, gave uh, scholarships to college uh, college scholarships to people in the area who uh, couldn't afford to go to college. Uh, mm-hmm. They, uh, they put people in homes who couldn't afford homes, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of great stuff. Um, you mentioned this off camera. His uh, son was, uh, he interviewed extensively in this. 
he comes off. I mean, he's a lawyer. He comes off as a very impressive person. Yeah. Um, this is a smart family. Yes. Um, obviously, at this point, I think you and I are both of the opinion that, and I've always been of this opinion, that Owen, there's no way that she would let Owen, and there's really no reason for her to, because this yeah. company was horribly negligent in killing him. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't the Hart family have stuck by Martha Hart? Um, it's from her point of view, she has said that the main sticking point, like Brett was basically on her side until he started saying, Hey, as part of your settlement with the WWE, I want I, my footage. <laughs> I want my wrestling footage. And yeah. she was like, this isn't about that. And then he broke with her. And yeah. I understand that there's sides to every story, but just totally. the fact that he went back and worked at, at 26 or whatever and had a whole yeah. thing with the WWE, um, yeah. I don't know, man. It does. It just doesn't look great. I'm not sure. It just it doesn't look great. You know. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, the the Hart family as a whole has had a longstanding relationship with Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. You know, going back a long ways. So without knowing the exact ins and outs, the dynamic of that relationship between Stu and Vince, and 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 obviously Brett has a very complicated relationship with Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. You know, and and I was a cornet. I think in this says something along the lines of, you know, this happened, but uh, for try to find a, a, an accurate way to paraphrase, essentially for this family who's had such a, a long connection with Vince McMahon for them to upset the most powerful man in the industry they're in. Yeah. Maybe they felt it wasn't in their collective best interest to do that. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not I in this know. situation. I'm not, you know, this is obviously a very, like you said, a very complex thing. It is. It uh, is, and, and 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 you know, it's 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 one of those situations that it's probably uh, not wise to speculate. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, but you, you know, you you wonder why. You know, it, I think it's fair to wonder. You know, the, the Owen passed away. Uh, his widow is is you know looking for her day of reckoning. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think, at least as family members of Owen, uh, you would at the least quietly give her support you yeah. don't do anything publicly yeah just not get in the way yeah you think some of the things i was i was looking up some of the things that brett said about her were just like just tacky just sort of classless and it's a bummer it's an you know it's just it's it's like man what a what a drag um mm-hmm. because she does she comes off as very impressive in this and, and as does her entire family and it's i'd like mm-hmm. to think that if if you know uh if lacy's employer um was negligent in her death if that ever mm-hmm. happened, God, I hope it doesn't. Um, you know, I would be as vigilant as she is, as she was, in trying mm-hmm. to find this. That, that takes to take on the WWE to uh, come up with the lawyers to 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 try to do to you know because the WWE they they're they're known if they get sued they will tie you up in court. Yep. Um, and they have the resources to do that. Yep. Um, that well, is that's not that's an easy task. Is- is that she sued and then they countersued her. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's a, it's a brave, brave person. And I think it's, it's somebody who it, it seems like it would have been the easiest thing in the world to sim and, and, and nobody and, and completely justifiable to say, this is too big of a task. This is too hard. I'm not going to win. I'm not going to this. It's too much for one person to go through this mm-hmm. and to fight this fight. 
and and she did it and i mean mm-hmm. a total inspiration obviously to her kids but just in general like god that's mm-hmm. what a what an inspire what's what an inspiring figure she is yeah totally. um of course you know the actual incident itself uh it, it's just it's it's absolutely crazy that you know that one little clip a lot of people on twitter when they saw this they saw that little tiny clip that was six pounds of pressure um you know will will unleash uh, i was reading the newsletter uh, Dave Meltzer's take on it, and he was listing a lot of the, the stuff that was known, and that you know apparently the uh, the thing that actually released it, according according to one account, according to the guy that was up there with Owen, was simply uh, Owen in- inhaling. It was either inhaling or exhaling. Yeah, so I think according to Martha, I think maybe it's in her book. Um, the harness was restricting his breathing. Yeah. And so he was trying to breathe and then the guy on the catwalk uh or on the whatever yeah the catwalk yeah cat, yeah. Catwalk, yeah. Uh yeah. heard the little ding and then he he was gone. Oh my god. That's horrifying. That is that That's is horrible. absolutely horrifying and there was no redundancy obviously. But like in in any stunt like this there would be a redundancy. Yeah. Um, and they, and, they, and then they they mentioned the previous uh stunts they had done where it was a different type of of mechanism that mm-hmm. was being used that was locking and it was meant for those t- type of things however the thing that they were they were using for this was something that's, that was that was used on boats yeah and the reason was is they i guess they didn't want owen fumbling around or whatever for an extra few seconds to release himself from the apparatus to start the match they wanted something you know that's near instantaneous that you know you just you just flip a switch or, or push a button mm-hmm. and and he's free from the the cable itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, what's telling is that, you know, Jr. says this is the, the worst moment I've ever experienced in wrestling. And he says, maybe even my life. Now I'm almost positive. This was filmed after the death of his own wife, um, Mm -hmm. which tells you sort of the magnitude of the senselessness that I think he feels that this had, I mean, his wife died tragically by being hit by a car, which while not, an occurrence that everybody's been through. It's not an uncommon occurrence for a car accident to happen. And maybe I wonder if that was what he was getting at. Obviously he's experienced some really deep tragedy and fairly recently. Um, But I wonder, I just wonder if part of his point that he was making there was this was totally preventable. Yeah. And that that was kind of the general consensus from, from basically everybody that they spoke to was uh, this didn't have to happen. Mm -hmm. This was completely preventable. Yeah. Um. And, and and in one sense, it was you know the mechanism they used to to lower him this time. But also, a man of his talents, of Ownheart's talents, uh, should have been doing that kind of stuff to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and I think both Jr. Jr. really went in, in great detail about how at that point in the Attitude Era, um, people who were really good wrestlers mm-hmm. who maybe couldn't do the more outlandish or didn't feel comfortable doing the more outlandish character stuff that was being asked of them. Uh, were essentially on the pay no mind list. Yeah. Um, and if you weren't in a position to go out there and do, you know, be in over the top storyline to potentially portray these uh, over the top characters, then you kind of didn't get much. And so back to the blue blazer for Owen Hart and, and they kind of laid it out where, where it was him being lowered from the rafters was kind of a spoof on Sting doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. WCW. He also makes two years prior. He also makes a really good point in that if you look at who came in in just the two years after, three mm-hmm. years afterwards, you have all four guys from WCW. Was, was it Jericho that made the point? 
Oh, was it Jericho or G- JR? Well, yeah. No, you're right. It was Jericho. You're right. You're right. So you had, I mean, Jericho had just come in. Uh, and then he came in August of that year. Yeah. He, oh, he, he came in in August of 99. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got Jericho, you got Benoit, Guerrero, Malenko. I mean, Perry Eddie. Saturn. Um, you've got, uh, Kurt, Kurt, Ang- yeah, Guerrero. Um, you've okay. got Kurt Angle. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, he mentions, he mentions Edge and Christian as well. Yeah, that's right. Company, yeah. But they were a tag team, you know, that's right. Yeah. I mean, all sorts of people who, you know, and I don't know, I don't know, you know, I think it's a really, I think it's a really solid point. Um, I don't remember at that time. I mean, I'm trying to remember if anybody in 99 was, I guess that's a really good point, actually. Like, who else was, like, known for their, like, wrestling wrestling back then? Like, prior to those WCW guys coming in. Really kind of... That's a weird in-between moment, yeah, where they were getting away. Because, like, in the mid-90s, you know, there was a lot of great wrestlers in WWF. Yeah, you had, you had Brett, you had Sean. They were both gone. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they were gone. A lot of people were, went to WCW. And then eventually when they started coming, coming, you know, some of the WCW guys started coming over, it seemed like end of Attitude Era, more so I think Ruthless Aggression Era is when they're like, okay, maybe we can actually uh, find a way to have some crossover between more outlandish stuff that we're mm-hmm. doing and then actually showcase some really good wrestling. And I wonder, I mean, my, I wonder if Owen, like, I remember, so 99, you know, I had been watching at that point for probably two years because I started watching when I was hanging out with you guys in 97. And so, but I wasn't really, I, I, I started watching, I started watching WWE though, because we were watching like a lot of WCW. I started mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. WWE after Mania 98. And that's around the time, you know, Brett was already gone. I think Owen had joined the nation. And mm-hmm. so he was just sort of the, this dude who was floating around. I didn't really know about Owen's like wrestling skills until a lot later mm-hmm. because I just wasn't exposed to it. And at that point, I wasn't like digging back. There was, I mean, yeah, I could have watched some tapes maybe from like the nine, the, the mid nineties, but I wasn't really 90s, doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So like, I only knew Owen as the sort of semi comedy act. That's how I knew mm-hmm. him. I, you know, I mm-hmm. knew him as the guy running around screaming, I am not a nugget, uh, you know, in the nation, uh, which enough, is weird enough. And it's time for a change. Yeah, that stuff. And then, yeah. you know, and then he was the blue blazer and that's, that's how I knew him. I didn't know that he was like this really, really good wrestler. When so, I first got, when I was getting back into it, it was, uh, around the time that, uh, Bret Hart and Stone Cold were in the midst of their feud. So that's when Owen was part of the second iteration of the Hart Foundation. Yep. He always had his flammies with them. Um, that kind of stuff. And I, and I remember a little bit of the stuff like when he first showed up in WWF when I was still kind of off and on watching in the early 90s. Um, but but yeah, I mean, there you go back and watch some of the stuff he was doing in Stampede, um, stuff he was doing in Japan. It's off the charts, man. Oh, yeah. Some of the stuff they showed, especially in Stampede, that bit where he jumped off to the backflip off the guy's shoulders and stuff. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, another thing that was pointed out here, which I thought was was interesting and seemingly a stark contrast with like the rest of his family, was the idea that Owen was basically, if if they are to be believed, his family is to be believed, saving up to get out. Mm-hmm. He, he loved spending time with his family. That's what he liked to do. Um, he viewed wrestling as that thing that... He's going to do, he's going to save as much money as he can. He lives frugally, frugally and uh, frugal. And 
he's going to get out and be with his family, which mm-hmm. obviously makes this all the more tragic. Um, mm-hmm. But it also makes it quite a, a bit different than somebody like, uh, for example, Bret Hart, who, if it wasn't for Goldberg kicking him in the head, he probably would be still wrestling as much as he can. Probably. So that was probably. kind of interesting. Yeah. And, and the whole thing culminates, the sh- the episode does, in, in the question about should Owen be in the WWE Hall of Fame? And, you know, you look at his resume based on that, absolutely deserving. Yeah, of course. Absolutely deserving. Uh, the final say comes down to Martha. And, and, and given her perspective, given her son's perspective, their daughter's perspective, uh, it makes all the sense in the world why they would not want him in that. But all, not it's, it's, there's that, that, hey, this is the company that due to their negligence took our father, my husband, away from me. Um, but also the fact that they have Owen's foundation, mm-hmm. which is, it, you know, allows his name to live on and help people. Yeah. And, 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 you know, her, their family thinks that is a more fitting legacy to honor his name mm-hmm. than anything WWE could provide. I mean, you and I both consider the, 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 the hall of fame as the, it's just the silliest thing anyways. Yeah, you know, it, it, I mean, it's I mean, like it, it's, some of the names in there. It's like, you know, every year they just they, they have some filler names, you know, and it's like and and that's within the context of like when I think of a Hall of Fame career, like if you look at all the other like actual professional sports, the criteria is pretty it's pretty hardcore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you have to be one of the greats to get into, like, for example, the the NBA, the, the the basketball well, Hall of Fame. The thing is, is that every other Hall of Fame. There's a voting body. Yeah. You have to achieve a certain percentage of the vote to get in. In some Hall of Fame, I believe like the football, they have a couple rounds Mm -hmm. where there's a list of semifinalists of 20 or so. And I think every year five or seven get in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Major League Baseball, there's some years where like there's one person that gets in Mm -hmm. because they don't because no one else gets 75 percent of the vote. Yeah. Uh, WB Hall of Fame is all to the whims of one man. Mm -hmm. And if you're in Vince's good graces and he likes you and thinks having you on the, 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 the broadcast to give a speech will draw viewership, he'll, he'll induct you into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all, it's all just a sham. And so, like, we never – nobody ever actually tunes into the Hall of Fame and, like, is like, oh, wow. Wow, what an honor. This is great. They deserve it. Um, so, so yeah, anyways, no, I, I, I take, I take no issue with, with that whatsoever. I mean, it's like, it would be so, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be like peeing on his name if, if they actually did let him do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And Brett's point is, you know, well, a lot of people should know his name, you know, and what he did. I'd love to sit down with his kids and let them know what kind of person their dad is. I'm pretty sure their mom knows and has told them what yeah. kind of person their dad was. Yeah. And if they, if, if, if Martha, and her and Owen's children think that the best way to preserve and, and, and advance Owen's legacy is through this foundation, then more power to him. Mm-hmm, yeah. More power to him. Yeah. No, you know? I, I mean, I and, 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 and if you want to talk about Owen, the wrestler, then just talk about Owen, the wrestler. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to go in the hall of fame to do that. Yeah. Just talk about Owen, the wrestler. Yeah. Again, again, this episode sort of, it's funny because they never really, they're never they're never super overt about it, but every episode Vince is the background villain, and every episode Vince has one little moment where you see what a piece of shit he can be. And oh, in this, he's snapping out that reporter, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't appreciate your sarcasm, lady. Lady? Who says lady to a person? And you're talking about a dude's death. Yes, you should be wanting to know what happened. Not just, oh, I, he's got to be the most... Def- oh, my God. It's infuriating, man. It really is. Like, I saw this, and I started thinking about him crying at the Undertaker thing, and I'm like, you fake piece of shit. <laughs> what does Undertaker mean to you personally? I can't. Stop. Please, no. Stop. Get out of here with that. Anyways, that's it for Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> Who's up to... I'm going to watch some more WWE tonight, by the way. Oh, it yeah. Is, Smackdown that, tonight. It's a funny thing, though, man. It's like, you know, <laughs> Vince McMahon, he's such a damn crook. <laughs> but it's like, I don't let that. I you, you, There is there is an element with me personally. Like, we got to compartmentalize, as you like to say. It's like, you know, but yeah, Vince McMahon is seemingly subhuman. But I really enjoy pro wrestling. And yeah. I, I like to think that pro wrestling is so much more than him, even though sometimes it seems like it's not. Well, in his mind, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> right. True. Um, Here's the thing is, is, as much as I, uh, uh, find some of, uh, Vince's actions and decisions questionable, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of really good performers and seemingly a lot of really good people under his employ. True. And while at times it pains me to support WWE <laughs> because of Vince, <laughs> knowing that in my mind, at least I can do the mental gymnastics to make this <laughs> seem the case. I am watching not to support Vince. I am watching to perform, to support the men and women who are out there. Uh, working, putting on amazing matches to entertain us. So I will support the wrestlers mm-hmm. and not have to give a damn about what's going on in the executive <laughs> office. <laughs> to an I, extent, to an extent. I mean, if they do, if they pull some really shady stuff, then that's going to be, it's going to take some soul searching on my part. But by and large, on a day-to-day basis, I don't watch WB because I think Vince is great. He's not. He <laughs> seems like a real turd a lot of the time. <laughs> There's a lot of really good wrestlers and seemingly a lot of really good people working for WB. And I can... I can support the company because of that, because I want to support them, the, the, the men and women who are out there putting their bodies on the line each and every day, each and every week to entertain us. They're worthy of our support, even though Vince is not. Well, you're one of the most morally pure people I know. So if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. <laughs> well, I was about to say that I, I, you know, there's times when they'll announce something. I'm like, oh, gosh, really? I got to deal. This is like something internally I got to deal with now. Yeah, I know. To feel comfortable watching their product. And, you know, there's, you know, we, we've seen uh, numerous people through various events who have taken to social media to say, all right, that's it. Canceling the account mm-hmm. or network account. Yeah. And can't blame them. No, can't blame them at yeah, all. Absolutely. If I didn't do this for a living, uh, there might be there probably has been a couple of circumstances where I would have had to, I would have been entertaining that similar decision. Mm-hmm. Um, With me, because, it was mainly uh, just the Saudi deal, like that's like the other stuff. Like I don't like booking stuff. I don't care about. It's like oh, whatever. It's, it has nothing to do with booking stuff. It's yeah. all the business stuff. It's yeah, all the, sure. Like the Saudi the Saudi arrangement, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean there, there's there's certain things here and there where I'll see or read something about it. I'm like, Oh gosh. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just feels like bad business. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, yet Vince convinced himself it's the right thing to do. And as a wrestling fan and someone who enjoys the product, enjoys a lot of performers that work for WWE, it's, it's, it's a bummer that we as fans have to deal with Vince's boneheaded business decisions. Mm-hmm. And questionable mora- uh, uh, morals mm-hmm. uh, to enter to to be entertained by the performers who uh, are, are really what we're tuning in to watch. Yeah, yep. No, I agree with all that. 
Um, anyways, let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Uh, give us some of your favorite Owen Hart moments. How about that? Yes. Let's celebrate yes. the guy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They, oh, by the way, uh, if anybody's interested in something that's a bit more in-depth in terms of the, the mm. event surrounding, uh, John Pollock over there at mm -hmm. Post, uh, Post Wrestling. Post Wrestling, yeah. Uh, God, it was maybe it was about a year ago. Um, but he, they have like, and I'm sure they probably retweeted it on their, on their Twitters, um, recently because of yeah, this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but they did a really terrific audio podcast or audio sort of report, uh, mm -hmm. on the entire thing. So, uh, be sure to check that out. It's, it's a really terrific listen. There's a lot more, it goes a lot more in depth in terms of like the uh, mechanisms used and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. check that mm -hmm. out. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it until next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.